Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to edify, encourage, um, build up, not tear down. And uh, we're coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some, those that are connected, those that have influence, those that have power, get away scot-free. And you and I don't. So deal with it, people. It just is the way it is. That is human nature at this point. That is the sinful nature of man. That is uh, the way in which we roll as human beings. And at least in the country of the United States of America, I don't know about everywhere else, but I would basically guess that it's the same all throughout the world. No matter what society you live in, people with power and influence can get away with uh, just about anything. And you cannot. So uh, it's an interesting predicament for sure. But uh, in the end, you know, it is what it is, right? I, that's just the way that uh, that things are at this point in time in human history. We believe that there is one race, the human race. It doesn't matter what your skin color is, where you're from, how you talk, uh, how large your hair is, uh, whether you have... Uh, four eyes or uh, two. Okay, that's mid extreme. But anyway, um, we treat you the same. You are a human, a human being. The idea of race is a uh, human invention. It's not something that should come into play in the daily conversation of human beings and should not even be recognized. And uh, I heard something yesterday, you know, Unfortunately, people look at things and classify things that way because it's easy. You know, it's easy to say, you know, this uh, Chinese person did this or this black guy did that or this white European guy, because that seems to be more prevalent nowadays. This white person did that. And, you know, nobody looks, you know, it, it makes me think of what Martin Luther King once said, which was people wouldn't be judged by the content or the color of their skin. They would be judged by the content of their character. And we're obviously not there yet because people still judge things by the uh, skin color. And the Democrats are probably the best at this in this country, uh, basing everything on race, trying to divide us as much as possible. And I don't know if it's really the intended there is to control us. Um, I think those that are in the elite class, those that are in the quote-unquote ruling class in this country desire to do so to uh, keep us at odds with each other, trying to uh, keep us from what really our government was set up for, which was by the people, for the people, and of the people, and not of the ruling class, by the ruling class, and for the ruling class, which is at least at the national level, where we see things at in this country at this point. But if you go way back, uh, you know, we were just looking at uh, the Bible yesterday and looking at Genesis 6, and we're going to, or 7, I think we were in Genesis 7, because we're going to read 8 this morning. In the Bible, God created everything. So, you know, there's two facets to this program it's a religion and two foundational beliefs one we are one race the human race created and the second is created by god and probably not that long ago you know i wasn't here you weren't here 
the scientists at uh, the Institute for Creation Religion weren't here. Um, the guys, the and gals, the professors who are teaching the theory of evolution throughout this country. Sorry, I turned my little heater on in my office, and I have no idea where the controller is. Turn it back on. There it is. Uh, so I've got to get some WD-40 on the squeaky chair. You got that? Isn't that a great sound? Anyway, uh, the professors who like to teach the religion of evolution through the pulpit of the uh, professorship that they have at a college institution or collegiate institution. Um, because again, that that theory is a religion. It's become a religion. I don't know that it was in its foundation. But it certainly is at this point because it's not based on any scientific facts. Um, they'll claim it is. They'll claim that, that all these facts point to an old earth and point to dinosaurs being here millions of years ago and then dying off slowly and being fossilized. And it, it's a beautiful, wonderful picture that they try and create um, that is totally baseless and totally without fact. And you know, at least in the Bible, we have eyewitnesses that were there. Adam and Eve were there at the creation. And, you know, we can at least reasonably assume that they passed down their knowledge to the next generation. I mean, we have a genealogy in there that is pretty specific that uh, is laid out for us, at least in the line of Seth. And so, uh, I, to me, you can be reasonably sure that that's accurate, you know, because it, it was handed down by generations generations of people uh, over a long period of time. And yet uh, it's remained very consistent over that time. When you look at the different manuscripts and things, um, you know, a lot of people have tried to disprove it and nobody's been able to yet. So it's uh, it's a good thing. So that's where we put our faith and trust. If you do not, we encourage you to, uh, and challenge you to really, to uh, investigate the Bible, read it. You know, don't don't walk away from God because of people. You know, I saw a thing the other day, or we had a, I have a men's thing that I'm on every other week, and one of the guys was talking about his son, who doesn't want to go to church because of the church. And he's had issues with people in the church, obviously, and thinks that they're hypocritical or whatever. And look, people are people. Even people who put their faith in Jesus Christ are still sinful people. We're still in the sinful flesh that we have and still desire sin to a certain extent. And I think the more you get to know God and get closer to him, the, the less that desire manifests itself. And the more you're consistently able to, to bear the armor of God, we're encouraged to put the armor of God on every day. I just read that in Ephesians 6 today. But it's a difficult proposition at times because we are emotional. We have this flesh thing that we're in, and uh, it causes us to, uh, again, I think mainly because of emotions that we have, um, react in certain ways that we shouldn't and um, consider certain things that we shouldn't. And it's a, it's a lifelong process. So, but when you look at history and you look back to the creation of the universe and creation of this earth that we live on, there's only two ways it could have come about. Either someone created it or someone didn't and it happened on its own. 
And that's the choice that you have in front of you. And I would encourage you to choose the former and not the latter, because the latter, there's, you know, if you believe that, that we got here by some random act of chance, then the whole thing is pointless. The whole thing has no meaning. The whole thing has, uh, you're just a blip, right? You might be here for a short period of time and that's it. That's all you get. And it's a very sad way to go through life, if you ask me, without any hope for something more beyond this. And I think God put in put into us a hope for something more beyond this. Uh, if you really search yourself, I think you'll find that to be true. So let's continue on. We were in uh, in the middle of the flood yesterday, or at least the beginning of the flood, I should say. So Genesis 8, But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind blow over the earth, and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed, and the rain from the heavens was restrained. And the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters were, had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest in the mounts, mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. And in the tenth month, the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. And at the end of the forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark he had made and sent forth a raven, and it went to and fro, and the waters were dried until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground, but the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, and the waters were still on the face of the whole earth, so he put out his hand and took her in and brought her into the ark. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth, and he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return any more. In the six hundred and first year, in the first month, and the first day of the month, the waters were dried from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. And God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds, animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, he and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, every thing that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And tomorrow we're going to learn about the rainbow, which the uh, LGBTQ community has stolen from, uh, not really stolen, I guess they have uh, tried to circumvent it from uh, the picture of God, the creation, and the created order. And again, there's order to all of this, folks. God has intention and purpose in everything that he does. And here we see he took this family, you know, had them build this ship, and they come through to the other side of the flood, the global flood, that there is plenty of evidence for uh, for those who seek it out and those who 
decidedly trust and believe in what God is telling us here. And don't go the way of uh, the evolutionary folks who want to say that somehow all these fossils that we see are through slow random processes over time. And again, you don't have to go any further than the program code for each kind. We talked about that a few shows ago. A certain kind can only go so far in its development, and it, it just falls apart after that. Uh, so the rabbit kind cannot turn into a cat. Um, the bird kind can't turn into a fish. The fish kind can't turn into a bird. So, you know, genetically speaking, there's additional proof there that we were created beings uh, and given a start with a family. You know, and here we see the creatures all had the certain kinds on the ark. And I remember there was a debate between Ken Ham at Answers in Genesis and the guy, Bill Nye, the science guy. And, you know, he was given Ken a hard time for the whole arc storm. Well, you guys believe that, you know, there's no way that could have happened. And, and, but if you look at the genetics of the whole thing and how it could have propagated after the flood, it's very realistic that there could have been X amount of kinds on the arc and that led to the animals that we see today. And I wish Ken would have, would have looked over at him and just said, hey, wait a minute. You know, you're giving me a hard time for believing that God allowed animals to come on the ark. You believe we all came from a bowl of soup billions of years ago. Who's the one that's got a little bit more to prove? So I'll leave it at that. Either you came from a bowl of soup or a holy God created you with a purpose in mind. So be encouraged today. Believe in the Lord because he loves you and he wants something good for you. Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. I pray that anyone that listens to this podcast is encouraged and edified and built up, Lord, and, and giving reason to trust in you. Thank you and praise you, Lord, for a new day. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Small things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get.